Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, and thanks for listening. As you know, ratings and reviews are very important to the show. So stop what you're doing and head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Hello, Fit Pro podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Today, I have the great privilege of interviewing Mr. Grant Perry. Grant has 43 years experience in sales and has been the CEO of five separate Fortune 500 companies. I am really looking forward to tapping into Grant's experience and knowledge to deliver some golden nuggets to the audience that you can take and run with and grow your personal training sales as well as your fitness service sales. Grant, welcome to the show. Hey, listen, Andy. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That was a very brief intro. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit more about yourself and what you're up to these days? You know, uh, Andy, it's evident when somebody says, uh, how long you know, have you been in sales? You say 43 years that... Uh, I'm not a I'm not a teenager any longer, but you know what, what occurs is is that you you see that throughout your life uh, you're just in a constant learning mode. Uh, I, I would encourage anybody that on this call or, or that that ever hears this recording, you want to you want to be a student, and and so don't stop being you know curious. Don't stop asking questions. Don't stop trying to borrow from anybody that you can can get a hold of, whether it's books, whether it's a podcast such as this. Uh, you know, continue to strive to expand and grow whatever it is that you're up to, whether it's your personal business, uh, your relationship with your loved ones. Um, you know, what is, what's the knowledge base that you have today and as brilliant as you may be, or I may be, or anyone may be, we can dramatically and exponentially, we can expand that. And, and the person you're going to become and expanding that, that knowledge base, wow, that's, that's exciting stuff. I'll throw it back to you, Andy. Awesome. Yeah, so at, after 43 years of experience, you're still constantly looking to learn and grow. You know... Yes, Andy, to answer your question, uh, you know, somebody says, well, you, you've run a couple of businesses. Uh, I've had some successes, and, and I've had some disasters. Well, you know, people go, oh, that, that, that sounds kind of, you know, that sounds like dire straits. And, and if you've been in business long enough, you're going to have some great cycles that you may benefit from. Uh, you may just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And benefit dramatically from from a, a change in the economy. I mean, an upshift. You know, you've got that hot stock in your hand, so to speak. And then you're running a company, and there's a there's a downturn, and you know you end up hitting the rocks. And so you can go from being the golden boy to being the village drunk almost overnight. And and so, what does that teach you? It teaches you that, you know, the, the patience and, and what business is, is it's an everyday, what we just brought up a second ago, 
learning experience. What can I, what can I glean from these, these examples of, of what I'm going through right now? How can I potentially not repeat that error again in the future? So uh, I, I've been lucky. I'm, I'm just telling it like it is. I've been lucky to have been in many of the spots that I was in. I had people take pity upon me to teach me. I had mentors who took a moment to stop me from doing something that could have gotten me in some real trouble. And again, secondly, I was fortunate enough to, to take that advice and to run with it. So uh, I, I would say that, you know, people are, are constantly want to basically find your mark. Andy, you know, what, are you a, are you a A or a B or a C level? What are you? I've been in every one of those levels. And, and uh, I guess by that, I mean that life has, uh, has given me a tremendous smorgasbord of experience. And, and I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. It, it's taught me a, a tremendous amount of lessons, but we're here to talk about sales today. So why don't you slap me up against the head here, Andy, and, and ask me some questions about sales. All right. You got it. So um, also, one of the things that we, I'd like to do, thank you for um, giving us a little bit more about your backstory. Um, now, if you had to pick one favorite quote, quote what would that be? You know, uh, Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn back in the 60s and the 70s were two of the most dynamic uh, personal trainers, personal uh, experience, sales coaches that existed out there. And uh, I'm just going to go over here. I, I should have this memorized, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to misquote it, so I wrote this down. Just give me about two seconds, here, Andy. You got it. This is uh, this is from Zig Ziglar, and and basically he said, you know, you can have everything you want in life. If you just help enough other people to get what they want. And as simple as that formula is right there, if you can plug in, I'm going to just take it for granted that a lot of the people on this call are, are, are Andy, what you're doing. They're, they're personal trainers. They're, they're involved in assisting people with their fitness. So if, if you and I, if that's what we were doing, we can have everything we want in life if we can just help enough other people to reach those fitness goals or to reach their sales goals or to reach their business, you know, what I want to do with my personal business goals. How can we, we potentially place ourselves in line to do that? And that was, that was Zig Ziglar's mantra. Uh, I, I never actually, I saw him live one time, but the, the most experience that I had with Zig Ziglar was through his books or through his YouTube videos. And uh, just an old country boy. That's yeah. probably the best way to describe him. Yeah, just that's an old definitely one of, one of my favorite quotes um, that he's provided um, to us. Now, um, if you had to pick one, what would it be? What would be your number one key to business success? Can you find yourself a mentor? Can you find somebody that you can rub shoulders with who's already where you want to be? In other words, if you want to be a millionaire, hang out with millionaires, if you want to run a successful 
personal fitness business, I would, I would encourage you to find some people who are doing that right now. Can you spend time with them? Can you listen to what they say or listen to what they're doing or listen to what their ideas are about the market right now, how it's changing? They may have been marketing a certain way two or three years ago. They're not marketing like that anymore. They've advanced. They've modified. They've, they've uh, continued to change. What are they up to right now? What do they see as far as how the industry is changing and where it's going? You want to get out in front if possible. You know, when, Wayne Gretzky was always – his key – one of his key quotes was, you know, you don't want to go where the puck is right this second. You want to anticipate where the puck's going to be in five seconds or three seconds. And you want to go get out in front. You want to be in that position when it gets to that, that destination. In other words, you're thinking ahead. You're ahead of the curve, not behind. And so whatever your marketing strategy is right now, whatever your sales strategies are right now, they can definitely be – you can bump that game. You can definitely advance those strategies. How are you going to do that? Who is being successful right now in doing whatever it is that you want to do? So I'm, I'm stealing from Tony Robbins here because he was constantly ex expecting people to look at the best examples out there of what it is that you want to do. And you want to mirror those activities. If you and I wanted to be the next great basketball star, we'd probably want to steal from Steph Curry. We'd want to steal from LeBron James. How could we do that? Well, there's a lot of film. There's a lot of film. There's a lot of tape. There's a lot of game action. How do they do what they do? How can we potentially mirror, model, or copy that behavior? That, a simple enough example, somebody might say, yeah, well, that's easy for you to say, but there's Great starting point right there. Absolutely. So basically what one person has done before you, you can also do as long as you follow the success that they, the things that they are doing to be successful. Well, I love what you said right there, Andy, because, <laughs> you know, Thoreau and, and Oliver Wendell Holmes both said something very similar. He said, what, the mind once expanded can never return to its original state. You know, once you and I have reached a level of success, and I'll, I'll make it money here. I'm not, I'm not just trying to talk about money, but uh, we, we both have now, we've attained six-figure income. And then we begin to dream that it would be possible to do a quarter million in a year. And then after that goal is attained, now we're shooting for half a million dollars in one year. Now, that may have been a goal that we simply would never have dreamed of. But step by step in this process that we're going through here and that we're explaining, we're, it's, not, it's not Mount Everest any longer. We see that there's a route to this. So typically, any number of clients that I deal with, they've reached a plateau in their business. They've hit a number, a revenue figure that they are at, but they haven't been able to break out of that for a period of time. Maybe that's where they've been for two years or for three years. And again, I'm just making an example. Maybe they've been stuck at 100000 and they want to bump it to a quarter million. Or they're at a quarter million and they want to bump it to 500000 in one year. 
what are the steps, what new action, what's it going to take to get them out of their comfort zone to make that occur, to make that happen? Those are good questions. Yeah, so I'd say that's the case for a lot of um, fitness business owners. I know a lot of personal trainers get stuck at a certain income and um, one of the things they have to do is just step out of their comfort zones in order to um, get to those new income levels. And uh, one of the ways we can do that is by accelerating our sales and closing ratios. Um, and that's something I'd really like for you to dive into, maybe three or four tips on how personal trainers or fitness professionals can increase their sales and um, also their closing ratios. Beautiful. Uh, Andy, here's a couple things I would suggest. Uh, first of all, are you, are you in front of crowds on an ongoing basis? And what I mean by that is uh, I realize that you may be part of uh, a networking uh, organization. Uh, you may even go to uh, different associations on a, a quarterly or a monthly basis, and you belong. And, and they, there are many, many different people in that in that group. They're not all they're not all trainers. They may have businesses, small, medium, even large. Uh, are you basically? Uh, providing some free information to those companies. And here's what I mean by this. I'll try to detail this, and but at the same time not take too long. You're going to go in and you're going to give a, a, a 20-minute talk. And maybe it's at the beginning of the year. Maybe it's at the midpoint of the year. Maybe it's right now because what happens at the end of the year for a lot of people is they eat too much food. We're now in September. You're gonna you're gonna uh, set up a 90 day challenge for some of the teams that you're already working with, and you want to know if you can basically come in, do a detailed uh, you know explanation of what that is, and and what are you looking for? Hey, yeah, you're you're looking for people to know that this invite is open to them as well if they would like to join, if they would like to be involved in something along those lines, uh, and and why again. By my original premise, people around Thanksgiving, around Christmas, it might be one of those periods of time during the year when people pack on 7 to 10 pounds. What you're going to do is uh, this is the, uh, you know, this is the, your answer to that going on. Or this is the, my response to you just fall into that pattern, that, that, that habit that you may have developed over the last seven to ten years of always doing the same thing, we're going to break out of it this year, and here's how we're going to do it. But again, you're, you're providing a free uh, clinic, so to speak. Maybe it's 20, maybe it's 30 minutes long, and you're presenting to individual companies. You're going out and you're making these presentations. Or you get to stand up and promote yourself for five minutes in these associations. Make sure that you're doing some public format speaking. Now, you may look right back at me and go, well, Grant, I don't do public speaking. That's not something that I'm comfortable with. My encouragement to you, my suggestion to you, begin this process. You may start small. You may be building up. This may take you six months. It may take you a year. It may take you three years. I have no idea. I don't know where you're at right now. But here's my suggestion. You are going to be blown away by how much more powerful you are at the end of that three-year span of time. By purposely and with some intention and attention, 
becoming a better public speaker, the becoming more comfortable, more familiar with what I'm talking about here, that even if you're in a meeting and just in an, in an impromptu manner, someone says, hey, Andy, uh, why don't you stand up and tell us about your business? Tell us about what's going on in the world of fitness right now. Andy, tell, tell us about some of the, the challenges that your clients have right now and some of the answers or the solutions that you're supplying for them. So, number one, start speaking publicly, and I mean get into it. It's a great way to promote yourself. Good things happen when you speak. If you don't hear anything else I, I, I say today, good things happen when you speak. Number two, you want to contact all your current clientele and your past clientele, and you want to get a survey. Yeah, one of the reasons that we're doing this is because you're going to get your face back out there in front of people who you may have lost contact with. What are you looking for? You're looking for feedback. What did they like about your service when they were using it in the past? What would they? What, what type of improvements would they like to see? How could you potentially modify or, or, or maybe even take it to another level? What, what do they want? They, they love this particular type of training, but they want more of this. Listen to what your clients are telling you. This can be gold. Not only can you get this survey information back from them, but while you're at this, always remember, ask them for a referral. I know you've enjoyed our service in the past. I know you told me personally that you would be happy to refer us to any friend, family, acquaintance that you may have that you know that we could assist them like we assisted you. Do you have any names for me? Do you have anybody that comes to mind right now when we're talking about fitness? And maybe they were in the lunchroom here in the past week and somebody said, ah, i got to start working out. i got to get back into it. Uh, and, and just in, in casual conversation, they didn't mention you at that meeting, but they can pass along that name, they can pass along a, an email, they can pass along a phone number, and they can give you that person's name. So we talked about public speaking, we talked about doing a survey and, and getting back with our not only our current clientele but our past clientele, and we talked about referrals, kind of piggybacking on that, that survey. Number three, this is easy. Who are you talking to right now? What do you mean, Grant? What do you mean? What, who am I talking to? Are you doing a, a newsletter? Are you doing a weekly message that you're sending out to your entire database? Not Grant. I don't do that. I, you know, I just, that's too time consuming. Okay, fine. If you don't want to do it on a weekly basis, could you do it twice a month? Or could you even do it once a month? We're talking 12 times a year. Can you put together a newsletter? Now, when I say this, somebody looks at me and they think that I'm asking them to publish the Wall Street Journal. No, 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 no. One page. And here's the gig. Maybe if you want to do something on what your particular expertise is in. And let's say that you're just, you're a workout dog. And I mean that as a compliment. You are just, you get people in the gym and you bump up their level of activity. You know how to do it. You've done it for years. You're an expert in that area. But then you know this other lady over here, she's really into the, the nutrition field. I mean, she is an expert. Could you get her to write a small or short article for your newsletter? Can you get this other person over here? who has something else to share in their, letter, in their area of expertise. In other words, 
it doesn't, the whole burden doesn't fall back on you, but it's still being published by you to your clientele. So you're doing an email blast and it's once a month. Now the only thing you have to come up with is what's, what's a catchy name that you could utilize on your newsletter, on your missile here, your, 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 uh, treasure chest of information. And, and you've been smart because every month you don't just use the same outside experts. You change it around. What is this going to force you to do? This is going to basically get you to start thinking about all the people you know, the databases that they themselves have, and asking them, hey, listen, I did this newsletter once a month. What do you think about us sending it out to your database? You heard me. Yes. What do you think about us sending that to your database? And the, 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 the whole get here is this. What you and I can do alone is A. What we could do in conjunction with 10 or 15 or 20 other persons of influence could be vast. It could be an empire. So... Stop just trying to do this on your own. And, and listen, I'm, I've been guilty of this myself. I'm raising my hand. You know, being a solopreneur can be a little lonely. Start looking for people around you who have databases, who are actually people that you know pretty well. You know, most of us have an insurance person. We have maybe a couple of cars insured with him. We have our homeowner's policy with them. We may even have a life insurance, a term insurance, or a, a whole life policy with this insurance person. Have you ever stopped to have coffee with this person and asked him if you could send out a newsletter through their database? Or if he himself or she herself has a newsletter? Hey, you mind if I throw an article in there? I mean, after all, you're, you've been their client for five years or ten years or 15 years, of course they're going to say yes. But you've got to ask. And you've got to put your, you got to put your thinking hat on here. Start looking at the people around you as potential spheres of influence. People who are persons who have tremendous influence with their database. Do you know a financial planner? All these people have hordes of clientele. Could you pop, could you put, potentially feed into that. You'll never know unless you ask. So Andy, I didn't mean to get off on a rant there, but just there's three right there. Hopefully no, that's that, great. maybe that's something that somebody isn't doing today that they could be doing. That's fantastic information. Public speaking is huge. It's a way for you to establish your credibility and have people see you as the go-to expert. Um, surveying is a way for you to tap into what you're currently doing, what your clients like or dislike, and also a way for you to get additional referrals. Also, um, referrals or going back to your database. Once you've sold to somebody once, it's a lot easier to sell to sell them again, especially if they had a good experience with your service. Um, and then the last one that you specified, um, I really like with the newsletters, that keeps you in front of mind awareness with your um, prospects or clientele. And also, if you go out there and find those other people of influence that have their own network of people that will expose you to being the go-to expert for their network as well. So um, those three pieces are great ways to get in front of a lot of eyeballs and to get more consultations through in your door. Now, Absolutely. Um, with, with those three um, 
ways to get more consultations or leads in your door. Can you give us some closing tips um, in regards to once we have that consultation in front of us, how we can best close them on a pro- on a package or a program of personal training services? You and I discussed this when we, when we very first met, Andy. You know, we were talking about finding out what drives people, finding out what, what folks are really up to. Uh, it's almost like you and I uh, are sitting down and we're doing an interview. And, and so become more of an interviewer with the people that you are dealing with on a daily basis. Uh, I, I don't know if you go out and you meet somebody for a cup of coffee I don't know if you go out and you meet somebody in their place of business. I know people are in a hurry, but I'm going to tell you a quick story here, and, and you may chuckle because this may have actually happened to you as well. I had a CEO of a company. I was looking to perform or basically make a presentation on a service to his firm. He basically was blowing me off right from the get-go said he had about 15 minutes. If I could, you know, squeeze in at this particular point in time, he'd give me 15 minutes. I said, absolutely. I said, I'm going to get up. I'm going to leave at that 15th minute unless you tell me you want me to stay and, and do further explanation of whatever, of what it is that we're discussing at that point in time. So I go into his office, never met this gentleman before, and there were some, model automobiles that were on a credenza behind his desk. One of them uh, was I was familiar with, and I, I don't want to get too much the, the minutia of the story isn't as important as the overall or the general take on it. So I make a comment about a car on his credenza, and this guy basically turns his computer around where I can see it, and for 45 minutes, he shows me this fleet of vehicles that he has restored, and sometimes he's kept them, and sometimes he's sold them. He is a complete car buff. And let me tell you, it was absolutely by accident, perchance, even lucky, that I happened to ask that question. But do you see what happened? He began to tell me, and I learned more about that gentleman over that next 20, 30, 35 minutes than I probably ever could have learned by sitting there and talking about my product or talking about my service. And you know where I'm going with this. Make sure that you're getting a little bit of the flavor, the personality, who this person is that you're you're even potentially might might be a prospect today, but you want to make them a client, what can you find out about them? Their family, their recreational or their their hobbies, their their occupation right now. Uh, a buddy of mine, a guy that is a great salesperson, he uses an anachronism. And here's where I'm going with this. He uses the word form. F-O-R-M. But there's a forward slash between the R and the M. So F-O-R, forward slash M. All you have to remember is the word form. And he said, Grant, you want to be successful in sales? This is 
That's all you got to do. And he teaches his entire crew this technique. He says, you want to find out about family? You want to find out about occupation? You want to find out about recreation? And you want to find out about that at the beginning before you ever start talking message. So what it is when I said, how good an interviewer are you, Andy, or am I? Or is anybody on this call, anybody listening to this recording, who's the best interviewer that you know of? If I was sitting in a room full of women, and I mean, I'm just, they may shout out Oprah. They may shout out Ellen. And that's because on those shows, those women are expert in getting people to feel comfortable on their show. And how do they do that? They ask them questions about themselves. What is it that they're doing? And all of us have a favorite topic, Andy, and you and I can chuckle about this. That favorite topic is ourselves. Now, there may be somebody on the call right now that's going, Nah, Grant, I don't like to talk about myself. I never do that. But you may love to talk about your children, or you may, talk, you may love to talk about the current project that you're involved with at work that you helped develop and launch this year and has been an absolutely, you know, shining star example of success. You might like talking about that. So you do like talking about yourself, in, in the context of things that you're involved in, things that mean a lot to you. You know, I wandered into somebody's garage one day, and there was a beautiful boat there, and I, I asked a question about it, and again, 30 minutes later, this guy had not stopped talking about his pride and joy. These are the types of things that people are they're attached to emotionally. And, and if we can feed into that. We're not, we're not doing a con job on somebody. We're not doing something, you know, uh, that, that we should be ashamed of. We're, we're basically, we're, we're opening ourselves up to this other person's world in order to, maybe I've got a solution for something that he's looking for. In a moment of candor, this person tells you that, that they've been to the doctor, that their, their cholesterol readings suck. Pardon my expression that their, their blood pressure is not where it should be, that, you know, the doctor was so candid to say, hey, if you don't change your habits, you may not be around for another five or six years. And now they come to you and they're going, I'm, I haven't been paying attention to my health. I haven't been paying attention to the things that I need to be doing. Can you assist me? It's almost like they're closing themselves. But you had to get to a point where this person was going to be honest with you. You had to figure out what was the challenge that this person's currently involved in and what type of a solution could you assist them with? What type of an answer might you have? I know that might sound oversimplistic, uh, Andy, in, in the way that was reeled out, but if people are able to be better interviewers, you know, um, no, that, I, I just think I that consultative that consultative stance is going to get you. You can you can ride it to the moon, to whatever degree you're able to ask those questions and listen to people's answers, read between the lines, and continue to be ever more curious 
ever more curious about who is this person and what is it that they're after and how might I assist them. And even if you're not able to do business with that person specifically, because of who you've been in the interview, because of taking the time to listen intently to what it is that they're saying, they may very well say, you know, this doesn't fit for me, but here's who I want you to go see. And they give you two names. They give you three names because you've impressed them. You're someone who's serious about your business. And they like the way you do things. They like the way you've introduced yourself that day. So I didn't mean to get off on that one, uh, Andy, but that, that's what came up when you said that. No, that's uh, perfect. I really like the looking at the instead of looking at yourself as a salesman, look at yourself as an interviewer opposed to, because sometimes there's a negative connotation with sales, salesmanship. And if you just look at yourself as an interviewer, somebody's coming to you with a potential problem that you have the solution for. It's just a matter of you getting to what that problem is and whether or not you're the right fit for them. I agree. I agree. And Andy, I'm, I'm raising my hand again, guilty as charged for years in my sales career, I would go through the door and I was so excited about the product or the service or the company that I was representing. I would just kind of like gush all over this, this potential prospect and, and I would dominate the conversation and I would do this, you know, it was just, it was, I've got to tell them everything I can tell them as fast as I can tell them because I know that this is going to be a short interview or a short time. And, and, I did it the wrong way for so long. Finally had a guy take me aside, again, take pity on me and say, Grant, you've got to learn how to ask questions. You've got to learn how to ask questions and make it the right questions. And then those people are going to lead you to exactly what it is that you want to know. How can you help them? How can your service potentially fit into their company? and create a solution for them right now. But you gotta find out first if there if that challenge is actually there. If that need, that desire, that want is actually there. You don't ask the right questions, you'll never know. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I know uh, myself earlier in my career I was so excited about um my training, the type of training that I was doing that I made my consultations more about what I did as far as my training style opposed to what the actual person wanted. And um, now that I've been in business for 10 years and studied and learned sales, I know it's not about what I can do. It's more about what they want. Absolutely, Andy. Now, let me give you one. I know we're kind of pressed for time. Let me give you one last thing here as far as, you know, people say, well, give me a closing technique or or give me a closing line. I don't know if if I'm brilliant enough to give you a specific closing line that's going to work one size fits all on this call, but but here's a here's a way you could potentially go. You're sitting down, and I'm I'm picking on Andy here because he's a coach. I'm picking on Andy because he's involved in someone's fitness, and so he's he's done the interview process, and he's coming down, and he's basically getting ready to tell somebody about. His coaching practice, how it works, his expectations. Uh, certainly people want to know about pricing. They want to know what kind of a, of a time element is involved. How long, how much are you going to expect to see me each week? Andy, what's this, what, what kind of a time element are you expecting? What do you want 
And, and you know, and, and make sure that communication gets taken place. But here's where Andy goes. And Andy says, what can you see as to the benefits that you would pick up working directly with me as your coach? Now, here's the thing. If you didn't like the way I just said that, make it your statement. Take that question that I just posed and put it in your own language. And basically, what you want to do is you want to create a picture. You want the imagination of this client to now go to what would you and I be able to accomplish together? Me as your coach, you as my client. What would the benefits be of that relationship? And then you want to dig deeper. And then you want to dig deeper. And then you want to dig deeper. Not only could it possibly lead to longevity, a longer life, because this person is going to go from this level of fitness, and I'm pointing at a low level now, and now I'm going up to a higher level. Now their level of fitness is here. And you and I all know exactly what that world looks like because you deal in it every day. So with that one question, you can get to the reason why um, they can utilize your service the best. And essentially with that one question, they will sell themselves. Bingo. I love the way you said that. Sell themselves because now they really see that, wow, this this is important. And, and this is maybe even a lot more important than I thought it was when I sat down with Andy. In other words, eh, maybe I need to sit down and you know talk to Andy. I, I should get in shape. After they spent some time with Andy, because he's been able to now provide a roadmap and give some examples of other persons that he's helped in the past and what they've been able to experience as far as the before and after. You know, I mean, you tell somebody, hey, I had a guy tell me that this training saved his marriage. Whoa, that's a pretty big benefit. Uh, you know, I had a guy tell me that recreated uh, his relationship with his children because, you know, he wasn't going out and necessarily playing soccer with them before, but he does now. And, and how much he didn't even realize what he was missing out on until he had gone through this. This was the, the big gift. This was the big lesson that he learned. So, Andy, I love the way you said that right there. They, you, these people will actually begin to close themselves because the right questions have been asked, and then you've listened. Right, and as a good fitness professional or and or salesperson of personal training services, basically all you're doing is taking them step by step through a professional consultation um, you that you've already planned out. And the next logical step, once they have seen the benefits and essentially sold themselves, is to ask for the close for one of your programs. Once you ask for that close, simply let them select one and be quiet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and here's where you, you most likely want to have several different programs that people can plug into. Uh, you and I both know that uh, no one is going to literally see the types of results that we're talking about in fitness in a 30 or 60 day span of time. But maybe because someone, it's either budget concerns or they've never done this before and they're just kind of 
uh, they have this, you know, approach avoidance thing going on about working with you, maybe your response should be, well, let's do this. Let's just take a baby step. I'm going to allow you just to stick your toe in the water and see whether you like this or not. Let's work together for 30 days. Let's work together for 60 days. Now, I want to tell you right now, you're not going to see the results that you've described to me that you want to see, but you're afraid of a long-term contract because you got burned on one of those uh, in a previous lifetime. Or, you know, you have some hesitation about that. Let's do this. What you're looking to do is you're looking to get your foot in the door. Again, you know you can help this client if they will do what you're asking them to do. If they will show up on time, if they will do the, the work with you, you know you're going to get the results. But uh, to assist them in basically making that leap of faith, maybe the, some of the terminology or the way I just put it might help you. And I would, what Andy brought up just a moment ago is absolutely essential. You can't go into a interview or a consultation with a client and you can't wing it. Nobody wings it. You see politicians get up every day and they make speeches. Do you think they're making this up on the, on the spot? No. Comedians and comedy clubs, do they get up and just make something up on the spot? No. People hone their material. They work on it. If you don't like the word scripts because you go, okay, I don't want to be plastic or phony. I don't want to come across as like, you know, me reading something over the phone. I, I get these telemarketers that call me, and I just think it sounds really ridiculous. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Write out it, just basically what Andy's suggestion was just a couple of moments ago. Have all this prepared. Know what you're going to do in these consultations prior to actually sitting there and doing it. Those practices are exactly what they say. They're practices. You, the NFL, uh, the National Football League is starting right now. They have practice, and then they have real games. And when they're playing the real game, they're not practicing. They're not running through drills. They're out there, and it's the real thing. You want to have your time for practice, where you're practicing these scripts and putting them together, and then you want to be ready for game time. Showtime, when you sit down with your client, you're not practicing then. You know exactly what you want this interview to be, and you want, by your questions, by your asking, you lead the client. I don't like the word control because it sounds subversive or something, but you are. You're controlling the direction that this, this interview is going. By your questions, it's a good direction. It's basically you're finding out, you're uncovering exactly what are the what are these hot points for each of these clients? What's driving them? Why do they even desire to sit down and talk to you about their fitness? What are some of the things that are going on in their world? And you're going to find out each of these points by these smart questions that you're asking. So. Andy, I didn't get off uh, too much there on that, but I guess I did. So. No, that's good. Anyway. I completely agree with you. Just like a comedian that delivers their stand-up show, they know exactly when the audience is going to laugh. 
And that's because people respond in predictable ways. And the same is true in regards to your sales consultation. Once you do it over and over and over again, you'll see that people are going to respond in predictable ways. And that is very powerful when you are trying to walk somebody through a a sales consultation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Grant, I want to thank you for your time and all the valuable um, information you provided to our audience. Um, I hope that we have the opportunity to reconnect again. Can you let the audience know how they can um, find out more about you and connect with you? Absolutely. Uh, If you want to send me an email, just uh, the email is uh, lowercase grant a perry at gmail.com. That's G-R-A-N-T-A. P is in Paul, E-R-R-Y, Grant A. Perry at gmail.com. If you want to call me, my number is area code 702-885-2231. In fact, Andy, because uh, uh, I've I've enjoyed talking to you so much, if anybody wants 20 or 30-minute free coaching session, just hit me with an email, tell me what day, and give me a couple of different times that uh, might work for you. We can hook up, and here's what you will get in that 20- or 30-minute coaching session. We'll talk about some ways that you can have a new traction with the clients that you're sitting down and you're interviewing. I'll give you some specific ideas other than what we covered on this call today you can take and you can immediately put into action with your, uh, with your interview process. Awesome, Grant. I greatly appreciate that, and I'm sure the audience will definitely take you up on that. Um, Thanks again for this call, and like I said, I hope we reconnect soon. Thanks again. Thanks, Grant. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. Please head over to fitprobusiness.com backslash iTunes and leave a review. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.